welcome back, but we've only done one recording, and you'll probably never hear this. So. That's correct, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it'll be debatable if you hear this one, too. Yes, so. exactly, yeah. Got to shake it off, because there was, I feel like it was spring, probably, when we did I think so, one? yeah. yeah it was a while back, so. Yeah, but, but we're here, so, yeah. Um, yeah welcome, so thanks for listening, yeah. and um, where do we begin? Let's I don't see. know, I think, you know, to, to, to not make these evergreen, which we probably should do, um, but uh, I think uh, I think we talked, you were at the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, it's been a couple months, but I just, you know, I'm curious from a uh, producer kind of standpoint, everything that goes around with that and kind of your takes on things. Also, too, kind of randomly, uh, the bitter cold that, that was there. <laughs> yes, <my laughs> and And how, you know, events were taking place around, uh, you know, a situation like that when you yeah. kind of are throwing a curveball in sure. that way. So, um, so I can sort of describe to the audience wh- what I was doing up there. We, um, we G7 does an event for Gatorade every year. Um, they bring in a various amount of, um, obviously they're a presenting sponsor or however yep. you want to say of the game. And so, uh, they have a gigantic presence there. Yeah. And, uh, every year they do a, a private party for, um, some of their VIPs. Sure. Some of it. Um, and all of it sort of stems from PepsiCo as well. So PepsiCo has their their portion of it. Then Gatorade has their own little niche. Mm-hmm. And the things that we've been doing for the last couple of years is um, Gatorade will bring in like a private experience for their VIPs by meaning like ADs and other sort of decision yeah. makers at schools and um, uh, sports teams, other cool. things like yeah. that. So um, they'll do you know, essentially like a gold circle program for okay. them. And, uh, all indoors though, in the heat, all indoors, like, like all sissies. Indoors. Huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year, last year at Houston, they, they, I, I know they took them out to like a ranch to go okay. horseback riding, everything like that. I'm not exactly sure what things they did, yeah. um, in Minnesota, <laughs> maybe go ice fishing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we bring in talent for That's them cool. for their dinner night. And, um, yeah. they, uh, you know, they'll, they'll bring in a couple of their, Top level um, NFL yep. athletes, so the Mannings were there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, JJ yep. Watt. It was a big um, coach check line. It was a big coach check line. Yeah, is what pretty you're much, saying, pretty yeah. much. Um, and um, <laughs> and so uh, this year was a little bit more sort of dialed back, I think, because of the the, the city and the weather yeah. and all that experience. And so I mean, you tell me because you were up there. Like, how cold really was it? I mean, it was pretty bad. It was cold. Yeah. It was something. So. Um, I grew up in Philly. Yeah. I uh, lived in Boston for six years before mm-hmm. moving down to Nashville. So I thought I knew cold. Yeah. I thought I did. Yeah. And this was a different kind of cold. Unbelievable. Like, you yeah. know, like Boston is really windy and you get into a certain street and the wind cuts through that jacket yeah. and you feel it in your bones kind of thing. Um, this was just, it was like the was absence of energy oh is man. the best way to describe it. So the, the, the main story I've been telling people is, so our thing was on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine, my coworker, left, and it was just me because I was going to the game and I was yeah. all by myself. And at some point, I needed to go to the bank. Um, to I had some cash on me that I needed to to deposit because I was like, I'm not going to that game with this much yeah. money. And so, um, I'm I'm walking down the streets of Minneapolis, and th- and they have those skyways, and I tried to use them as much yeah. as you can. <laughs> but much like any other kind of like mode of transportation, it only goes a certain far, mm-hmm. and then you have to go a certain way. And um, Sometimes you just look at the streets and you go, okay, I'm just going to go. Just, just going to do it. Shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And um, (laughs) the closest Bank of America was probably about five blocks away. Yeah. And it was on Sunday, the high was three. Oh. 
high was three. And I was doing this. It was bright and sunny out, mm-hmm. but like nothing. Just like I walked there, and I stopped about a block away, and it was I was in pain of how cold I was. Mm-hmm. And I had my scarf, and I pulled down the sc- my scarf, and I felt uh, the air. I had a beard at the time. Yeah, I yeah. felt that the moisture in my breath was freezing oh onto no. my beard. Like I was like, you had the Arctic, an, like yeah. an Arctic documentary. <laughs> kind of thing. Nanook of the oh North going God, on yes, over here. Pretty so. much. <laughs> and so, um, after that, uh, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to dive in. I did like the whole NFL. Yeah. So there's a couple different versions of the NFL experience yep. to know, uh, from like a, like you just straight up, you know, average Joe going mm-hmm. to the thing. And what I find interesting is like, yeah, okay, so that's a giant stadium. It seats probably something like 70,000 people. For sure, yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm looking around and I'm not seeing repeat faces. Granted, I'm not, like, memorizing everybody. Yeah. But, like, I'm thinking, like, did people fly in just to do this? And that's the thing that I find very curious about. Um, yeah. But, so there's the, like, you can pay admission to go into their... Um, Convention center, okay. and, and NFL sponsors a whole experience. Yep. Um, and <laughs> yeah, silence that email. Anyways, um, uh, and that's more of like, you know, you do bits here or there, and sure. we did it in Houston, and it was fun. It was just I wouldn't classify it as like a repeat thing. Like it didn't yeah. feel like it was something that you were going to see something different every year. Got it. And then this year, I'm sure they did it in Houston too, but there was. Um, I think it's called Nicolette Mall, which is basically just their main drag in, yep. in Minneapolis. And that had a bunch of different little yeah. experiences. I saw the, the snowmobile thing looked really cool. That yeah. They were doing it. looked really cold, but it looked really cool, too. Yeah, they had so. like a little sn- like a sledding ramp. Mm-hmm. And like they, they really tried to embrace the cold kind of experience. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool. It was fun. Like, you know, like, again, if it was probably 15, 20 degrees warmer, yeah. it would have felt even more enjoyable. Because yeah. it's like, okay, it's a winter wonderland kind of thing. Sure. Um, then, uh, what I've, I think I've, the mo- the thing that I've most likened, you know, a Super Bowl weekend experience to mm-hmm. is South by Southwest. Yeah. Um, cause I've jokingly said like, um, I've been to South by Southwest. I haven't been to Austin because like, yeah, you, yeah, you're, you're not you're experiencing you're not Austin, experienced Austin, Austin and, yeah. I, and I don't think I truly experienced, mi- um, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. um, they did Radio Row over at the Mall of America, so that mm-hmm. was contained, and it was That's whatever good. it was. Yeah. It wasn't much of an experience. Yeah. But what it felt like was you had to work hard to find all of the All things. the stuff going on. You know, it wasn't yeah. like going to um, a festival where everything's contained in like a, mm-hmm. a radius kind yeah. of thing, like it was scattered about. And I think probably a lot of that would have to do with because of the extreme cold. If it was, like you said, Houston or something like that, it'd probably be a little bit easier, but... Um, I'm kind of curious, too, on a production standpoint. I didn't realize this, um, but in Nashville, when it was so cold over, over New Year's Eve, um, I have a friend that was working the New Year's Eve you know, guitar drop or whatever. Yeah. Never knew this, but um, zip ties are temperature rated. If you ever, yeah. So <laughs> if you're right. out there, if you ever knew this, um, yeah, at a certain, at the regular standard zip ties at, I think it's like 20 degrees, they, they get too cold and they break. So you have to get, if you're in extreme cold, you have to get um, a zip tie that uh, that's rated a, a lot higher, so that oh <laughs> that'll man. stay put. That's but funny. you know, it was one of those random things that uh, a friend of mine put on uh, Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay, always going to remember that from now on if I ever if ever in a situation like that. Yeah, but I could I could see that. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, they had a lot of interesting experiences. I, I think, um, you know, from a concert standpoint, uh, last year it, there was like the big hub because they fabricated that gigantic, um, I don't even know what you would call it, but it was <laughs> it was like the size of an aircraft carrier where Taylor played. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then uh, this year they just did things straight up at the um, Armory, which oh was okay. a little bit south of town, kind of near where um, – the Mall of America wha- yeah. is. Um, and they did a run of shows there. So it was uh, first night, like th- I th- they started Thursday, ended sat- uh, Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, I think it went um, Imagine Dragons, Pink, then J-Lo. Cool. And um, they were very like targeted late night experiences. Uh-huh. Like I think Pink didn't go on till like 11 o'clock yeah. per night. Whew. Which like put her in a bad place for doing the anthem on Sunday. Yeah, she was, well she, yeah, she she was already having some vocal yep. issues, which she, I thought she nailed it. I thought she did good. Um, so that kind of moves us on because, one, if anyone doesn't know, Philly fan here, yeah. Christian. <laughs> so big, big win. Um, but he got to experience the game, got to experience the win, which was really cool. Very happy for him. Uh, nobody knew if he was going to be able to make it. And I don't think you even knew if you were going to make it into the game or not until maybe the night before. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of those things where, like, I, I jokingly say, like, I'm I'm a boring guy. Like, yeah. I wanted to make this happen because, like, when is it ever going to happen again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, particularly knowing, like, I was up there for work, so a lot of certain expenses were already yeah. being, like, they were already being covered. Yeah, you're already there. Frankly, like, the benefit of the business. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, like, landed in my lap like through the grace of God and through yeah. Gatorade and all my people over at, yeah. at GBJ um, helped me out to get into that, s- that stadium. And it was quite an experience to like get in yeah. and like, you know, anyone who's been to a typical NFL game, sure there's security mm-hmm. and the way that they had handled it was very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, at least the way the entrance that I went in, so it's a brand new stadium, you know, it's only been yeah. around, I think it's only like two a years year old. and a half, maybe yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, and um, there's, you know, there is the pavilions around it and stuff. Sure. You know, like for a, probably a game in September is probably amazing there. Uh-huh. Um, but with the temperature the way they did, they funneled at least coming from where I was, which was, um, I'd say, probably um, west of w- about maybe three blocks west of the city or of the stadium, excuse me. And um, they funneled people through a parking garage that was closest to ah. it. So you were kind of enclosed. Yeah, and, and they semi-heated it, yeah. and so they, they did all of the security checkpoints there. And yeah. so, and it was, you know, it was a step up. It wasn't TSA, but it yeah. wasn't your typical um, NFL. Have a long wait, or were you yeah. pretty quick? Yeah, you were, I mean, long wait to be expected. Yeah. I, like, it wasn't, I was never standing still for long. Mm-hmm. So it was always moving. Yeah. Um, and they had just, like, a straight run of, um, you know, metal detectors. Yeah. And everything like that. So I was probably from the moment I walked into the uh, garage to the moment I got to the pavilion, maybe yeah. 20, 30 minutes. That's cool. It's funny, you, you know, in talking about the Super Bowl and all these big major events, you forget about, you know, how, how big they are as far as a na- on, a, on a national perspective yeah. until you're really there. And um, I know that when I was working with CMA uh, for the awards and, you know, when they would shut down the area for the bomb sniffing dogs and things like that, it like reality hits you pretty quick. Like, oh, this is a, a very big situation yeah. or big event. Um, yeah, I would. Um, I know it got leaked uh, right right around the time Minnesota won the, the bid for the Super Bowl for this year. Um, the like the writer NFL's writer oh for yeah. 
uh, what the city needed needed to have to yeah. have was it i mean it got out there and it's one of those things where like to the to the layman it looks like oh my god what mm-hmm. what the hell are they asking for yeah but like to the same respect of like looking at an artist's writer you see why they ask yeah. for it when when you like are there yeah. in person kind of thing. i remember this was many years ago and i can't remember his name really nice guy but he worked at the super bowl or at, at the superdome mm-hmm. uh, in new orleans when the super bowl was there and that was if you remember that was the game with uh, the 49ers and the ravens where the power went out oh right and um he kind of walked me through what happened and so when the power went out immediately, you know, like they have all these kind of security measures that they have to go through from, um, you know, Secret Service, all those kind of different people um, to, to see if it was terrorist or anything of that nature. But all, all of that kind of happens within five minutes. Yeah. And it's just the efficiency is really cool to kind of see or hear about, too. And, you know, like I said, it's just funny to think about those things. And when you're watching them on TV as a casual fan, you're just watching a, a good game or something that you know is big but when you're there it really can kind of sink in <laughs> yeah. yeah it was uh yeah it was definitely an experience to see um sort of you know the the energy was different in the mm-hmm. building um for obvious reasons um everybody was sort of focused you know like there wasn't i was surprised to see now i was in the upper bowl i wasn't like in the lower bowl or in a yeah. club seat or anything like that so it might have been different but I certainly felt like everyone was there that was personally invested in the game. Yeah. Which, like, you hear so many, like, sort of yeah, negative it's stories not about the Super Bowl where it's yeah. like, oh, it's just sponsors and uh, mm-hmm. no one cares. And, you know, uh, you know, particularly thinking about that it was the, what, the eighth time the Patriots were in the Super Bowl in the last 18 years or something yeah. like that, that, like, there'd be no New England fans. There was a decent amount. We certainly outnumbered them, like, eight to one. Yeah. It but seemed heavy Philly. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I didn't see too many people with, like, neutral colors. Let's oh, that's put it cool. that way. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, and going into it, too. So it, 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 I'm kind of curious as being there because, you know, you always, uh, when you're watching it, you get the commercials and yep. that's all fun. But just how how much that breaks up the game versus a regular game that you go to and how many stoppages there are. I mean, did it feel long and kind of drawn out in that um, way? Um, I, I'm no, but I, I might liken it to like, uh, what's the old phrase about, um, like raising kids, like the days are, days are long, but the years are short. Okay. It vice versa to that. Like yeah. The, um, it didn't feel like it was a long game. It, uh, but there were breaks where I felt like, oh, this is going on about a minute or two longer, longer than, than it should have. Usually it does. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, I've been to a handful of NFL games mm-hmm. in, in my time, but like, I, I don't think the, the, the last one was probably maybe about five years ago yeah. or something like that. Um, and so you forget about sort of that pace of play that really yeah. d- does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, f- I felt it was fair. Um, what was interesting was I, I figured, like, shit, these these companies are spending millions of dollars for 30 seconds. We didn't see one, you know, in yeah. the stadium. You know, they had oh, some. Oh, no commercial at no all. P- uh, I mean, oh wow. maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think we saw, I don't know if it was an actual Super Bowl commercial, but the Danny DeVito Eminem commercial. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that was one I remember going, oh, okay, they're, showin- they're showing this one. <laughs> um, they had, like, exclusive, like, in the stadium content where they had a guy on the field interviewing people mm-hmm. between – I think it was between quarters. Got it. Um, but nothing like extraordinarily special. Yeah. It. it was, it felt very much like a regular game in that sense. Like yeah. When it did break to commercial, there wasn't too much different that was special. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. So um, 
now I'm also curious and kind of walking through all this stuff. Were you, did you get to catch the halftime show? I did. Like I specifically, and (laughs) this is, I guess how you know, like I work in the the right field with that. Um, I, I waited because I I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to get another beer. I need to go to the bathroom, all that sort of stuff. But I waited specifically to see through it. Um, In fact, I missed that. Um, the first drive because I had to go <laughs> to the bathroom afterwards. Yeah. And I but was you wanted to see the load in, the yeah, load out. Exactly. I was that. more yeah. curious about that. And um, it was it was an undertaking for sure. sure. It must be something like I'd, I would love to see, and I know that they have some behind-the-scenes footage and yeah. stuff like that, but like where they prep for that. Yeah, it's got to be at another stadium somewhere, I would think. Yeah, you, know? you got to yeah. figure out that, you know, like the, the pace in which you can get from – you know, the sideline to the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. That was obviously where he was performing, yeah. his 50-yard line. And it was um, – so my seats were at, like, the 35. And if you um, – I'm trying to describe it. 35-yard line. And if you're looking at the performance, I was behind his band. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and so uh, for obvious reasons, the, the show is built for TV. Yeah. So it was very hard to see because a lot of the movers uh-huh. and a lot of the, the sort of the AV stuff was built – to like basically shine in my face yeah (laughs) um what was extremely interesting to see um was that if i don't know how well it showed on on tv Mm -hmm. but um all of the rfid stuff that they were um, encouraging us to use so in the upper bowl and this was one thing that they did routinely so it was very important to them um was that they brought each seat had a like a, a ziploc bag of hand warmers uh-huh and then um this purple ring that you would like wear on your one of your fingers and you had to turn it on at the right look time yeah and the monitor like they instructed you that when the monitor says turn on whatever yeah turn it on mm-hmm. and then turn it off whenever and it was it was like legitimately a two-minute video but that they spliced three times before the um before the half oh wow show. Like and to then to prep you guys to prep everybody. you guys to oh do wow. it at the right time so it wasn't yeah. even like turn it on and then just let it do its thing. Like yeah. They also requested you to turn it off at times. Oh, my goodness. Which was kind of intense instruction for, <laughs> yeah. for, football, for people that are, yeah, for, for football games. And Philly fans. Yeah, no yeah, right. <laughs> We're not known as the brothers. Yeah. No, I'm teasing. Um, and then on the lower bowl, they, they wore what I think they called medallions. But mm-hmm. it was essentially the same thing, but it was bigger. It was, you know, the size of maybe like a portable yeah. speaker. And that broadcasted a different kind of light. Yeah. Um, and it was it was cool. It was definitely interesting to be there to see mm-hmm. it all set up. Um, the sort of the experience level. I mean, I don't know what your opinion was of the show, but I was yeah. I wasn't blown away by it. No, you know, yeah, it was I, was fun, I wanted to get into you know? some of that. Yeah, I think, I- and I'm with you. I thought it was okay. I thought my my critiques of it. I thought that the start of it, um, and I heard somebody. I'm stealing this from somebody's opinion piece, but I, I really liked it. But um, the start of it inside of the stadium mm-hmm. um, in that kind of closed quarters, I felt like that set up um, – it, it set up the wrong mode for things. You know, like every – when you think of a halftime show, you think of, you know, Lady Gaga, you know, jumping down from the top or whatever, or yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. being at one area to the next. And then this one started out in this, like, really close, confined club kind of space. So I felt like that was a little – little tough. I also think, though, I think he was probably, or his team, was hamstringed a little bit by the Prince stuff, I think, because I, I don't know if you heard about afterwards about yeah. the hologram and all that kind of yes. stuff. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like they probably had a lot of things in place 
that had to get scrapped maybe like the week out or so. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I also think, um, I mean, whether they would admit it or not, I, I feel like they probably had to battle a lot of um, expectations yeah. based on what happened with Janet Jackson because that was the mm-hmm. last time Timberlake played yeah. the Super Bowl and there was a lot of like who's going to perform with him kind of yeah. things. And, and um, you know, he's got a plethora of hits on his own, mm-hmm. right? But it felt... Um, it it felt you know to put it into our lovely contract terms it felt yeah. like a greatest hit set yeah you know, like it, w- it was it was without sort of um, a certain touch that it yeah I think it needed and yeah. maybe it w- maybe it was that Prince portion that really he was banking on having something really cool uh-huh. and then he lost it he lost you know? it yeah I just feel like you know because it was it was a it was a nice moment but I just felt like. The song selection of it, I, w- I, w- I mean, you got to go. Let's go crazy. I feel like that's that's my opinion. Well, of it, but so <laughs> funny enough, um, so we Friday um, Friday morning we went and visited Paisley Park, mm-hmm. which was a f- it's an interesting experience. Yeah, and um, you know, I would you know to sort of draw comparisons to to Graceland. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it has the Prince eccentricities that Graceland has to Elvis, oh but it, it, it misses, um, like you don't see any of his home experience. Yeah. It's all about the recording, the recording and yeah. that portion of the, the place. But um, fast forward to like when you're at the final part of the gift shop, mm-hmm. what they were doing on cycle was his, um, was his Super Bowl performance yeah. from about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played it. And so I think that was another important yeah. part to what, Justin had to decide was that he couldn't do anything that Prince Prince had already done. Already yeah. done. And I, he had I'm done Let's Go Crazy and had done Purple Rain. Well, yeah. I, I was like, you can't touch Purple Rain. Right. Can't do that one. But <laughs> I was like, I think you can. I think you could start off with Let's Go Crazy. So I you don't could know. do something. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, I mean, <laughs> Little Red Corvette. You yeah. Know, I don't yeah. think you could do Darling Nikki, but no. you know, who knows? No, um, but, but I think, I mean, overall, I mean, uh, it, Choreogra- choreography. I don't know how the guy does all that and sings and and everything of of that nature, but um, I, I thought it was just missing those, as we say, uh, right. the term. It, it just bothers me sometimes. But those wow moments. Yeah, I think we were missing a couple of those. And and like I said, I, th- I feel like he probably had a few um, that probably kind of got taken away. Which I and I don't dis- I don't disagree some with um, Prince's family with the hologram thing. Right. I think it's a that that'd be a little weird, but still. I think they put all their chips in that, and I think when they when they lost that one, they were scrambling to figure out what to do next. So yeah, yeah. and I, and you know from a NFL perspective, I I get it. I think, um, and to sort of draw comparisons again to sort of our business, a lot of times that we have is when we hit a high note of an event, um, there's a um, a welcome expectation from the client to sort of scale back. Yeah, the following year. Um, to sort of reset the boundaries, and and we're seeing it from, um, you know, from uh, Salesforce when because yeah. you know we've handled Dreamforce's business for for a while yeah. in some capacity or another that, you know, they touch the sun with you yeah. too. Yeah. So what are they supposed to do the ne- following year? Yeah, it's really hard to do anything. Yeah, you know, we didn't book it, but they you know they did Lenny Kravitz and Alicia Keys and mm-hmm. to do you two in their first ever you know yeah. corporate performance and like. Where do you go from yeah, there? You there's won't nowhere. You can only go back, yeah. and so you have to admit it and change and, and yeah. redirect. It's, and it's funny. I wish I could say that on my side of things. Uh, I've got a I've got a, an act that we represent, and uh, we wrapped up the year with a nice uh, dinner at Smith and Walensky's in Chicago, our first year. And now it's like, damn it, 
we're gonna have to go and do this every <laughs> single year. Now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we can't. We should have started off at like IHOP or something, you right? Know, and then worked our way up. But exactly. Yeah. 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 Go yeah. to Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh. Well, that's cool. I mean, I think the the main thing with it is just it, it, it's so crazy how many different moving parts are happening at that at that event. It's even you know not only the overall event from security and all that kind of stuff, but the the five minutes before and the five minutes after for the halftime show and just how everyone is choreographed and everybody has to have a certain job. And like you said, it's, I, I'm sure they run stopwatches and they, they do. It oh, they have to. I mean, yeah. like when, um, what I see, I saw an article where, um, NBC lost, you know, their footage or mm -hmm. not their footage, but their, their line, their, their transmission. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think like 10 seconds or something like that, uh -huh. but like equated to Super Bowl time had yeah. nearly a million dollars of lost yeah. revenue somewhere down the line. Yeah. So like every second literally mm -hmm. it like equates to a significant yeah. amount of money. Yeah. So they have to do it. What I forgot and I, I never really thought about because like when you're watching the game at home, you know, like, okay, they're going to do the ha like the halftime anal analysis mm -hmm. part. And you always think like, okay, they're doing it to set up the show. Sure. And you never really like look at the clock. But no. they add in like it's a half hour, whereas like a typical halftime show, halftime at yeah, like a regular game is fifteen minutes, minutes. Yeah. and so like they double it up, and that's another interesting experience because like you are sitting there and you're like, we didn't hear, um, NBC's line, you know, mm -hmm. it was just sitting there and you were watching them use the stage and all that sort of stuff, and, and you know that was certainly cool for for me, but like if I was probably you know someone who didn't have an interest in that, yeah. It would be like, come on, let's get on with the show, yeah. kind of thing. Um, so that's you know another thing where it's just it, like they even give you a little bit extra time, but still, yeah. everything matters. Everything, yeah. It's kind of like a um, NASCAR pit crew or something like that, where Pretty it's much. so yeah robotic <laughs> and yeah, you know, every every single step is timed out. And yeah. Out. So well, that's cool, man. Uh, well, I'm glad you experienced it. I'm glad the Eagles won. Got you. Got you yeah. a win. It was pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and beat and beat the Pats. So uh, it's always nice to see yes, every right? now and then. Who, so. who wants yeah. to see them win another one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. So, like I said, for the the folks listening, we'll, we'll try and keep these evergreen where we can. But obviously, when there's stuff that comes up that we feel like is kind of in our world, and um, you know, especially if we go and experience them, we'll we'll let them know. But so, if you're hearing this in May or June, and we're talking about the Super Bowl, just bear with us. Yeah, so, you know, whatever it is, just know why. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. for everybody, I think you know, on our side of the the, the coin and the agency world, as as well as we keep of getting avails out and those those kind of things, um, when there's so many that come at you trading because it's just so you know it's just coming well, everything at you so moves much. Yeah, everything moves so fast, mm -hmm. and it's particularly on the speaker side of things to say, you know, I'm not going to check an avail. I'm going to tell yeah. you they either are, or they aren't. It's one person, and you got to yeah. figure that out. Whereas bands, they're just like this moving machine. Yeah, but you know, all these artists are planning out their s their year as well. Yeah, whether it's a spring tour or which better have been planned before now. Right. But <laughs> um, but you know, or a fall tour or, or an album release or uh, like so many things that are kind of happening at that at that point. So yeah, it, it is one of those things I, you know, try the best to give you and saying, oh, they're open here, but as you've seen with many acts, you know, things can kind of change on a dime too. Yeah. So and that's the yeah. thing that like um. I struggle with, or I, I shouldn't say I struggle with, but there are certain clients that, that uh, don't understand that concept, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I, I use the term, like, 
some clients just think that they're going to Burger King and they can point on a menu and go, I want that yeah. Whopper and think that the Whopper is always going to be there. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. And when I tell you something, like, that is time stamped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a ticking clock after that. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, the onus is not on you to, to be like, hey, they just accepted a date in Poughkeepsie yeah. kind of thing. Like, the onus is on us to be proactive and either engage or just go ahead and strike. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, there's oftentimes clients who don't understand that that yeah. concept, and you got to work through it with them. Sure, like, you know, it's like there's a time yeah. is money. They're oh yeah, they have a commodity. Well I think also though, as an agent, I think it's my responsibility to kind of let you guys know a little bit of that too. Yeah, um, you know, if there is something maybe in the works, or if um, you know, an, an artist is wrapping up a tour, about to start looking at a tour. Or um, you know, giving you guys that because that gives you the talking points to help to reiterate those points to your client. But yeah, it's it's tough sometimes. You know, it's very hard to be all knowing and all <laughs> and yeah, all right. seeing of an artist. Yeah, uh, especially when it comes to artists too. Right. Yeah, so. and and you know, like there's an agent who you know the RA just forgets to tell you like, oh, by the way, you mm-hmm. know, we're planning a European tour and that yeah. might show up at show its face somehow somewhere. You yeah. know. Whatever it might be, like there's always just this weird little piece of information that is um, difficult to always obtain, and there's yeah. I don't think I don't think there's ever going to be a fine way to find that no. out because it's it's just one of those things of of sort of the the structure of how th- all this stuff works. Yeah, is that, you know, sometimes the client withholds a piece of information that is is important to us. You know, like yeah. it's like, oh, they want them to play acoustic. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, we don't know if that artist can even want can even do it, can yeah. even do it or want to do it. And then from your side of things, I'm sure there's something there, too, where it's like, oh, you know, the manager didn't tell us that whatever. They're really interested in playing jazz songs yeah. these days and they don't they only want to play jazz sets. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, there's all those little things that just sometimes oh pop yeah. up and you just got to roll with it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a had challenge. Yeah. I had one the other day. Um an event in Mexico and kind of treated it like normal, but then come to find out and I, I, cause I didn't do a lot of dates with this artist in Mexico before, but artist is huge in Mexico (laughs) and, and you know, the, the guarantees are not always the same. And while the company is not based there, it's still the same travel. It's still the same, you know, all the same needs that, that go into that artist playing normally in Mexico that, that come into play. And it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that's, that was a surprise to me. And, um, now I know for the future, but I hate that you were the one that I had to find out on. Right. But but now we all know (laughs) in the future. So, um, but we could get into a lot of those things. I think um, yeah. if, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, I think this is kind of what we're going to do this and model this uh, podcast after. Is this just talking about the industry, yeah. talking about wh- what we're doing? I think we're going to have a few interviews, um, you know, bring people in because you'll get sick of hearing us talk. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, I think, uh, we'll, we'll keep these things up and, uh, if you have stuff, we'll probably at some point set up an email, um, questions, comments, conversations, those kind of things. But, um, yeah, we just wanted something. I think Christian and I, when we first started talking about this, we just saw our world as being so unique and so specific and just not really having a sounding board or something where we can all kind of share and talk and get other people's perspectives as well and hear about people's careers and how they came up. And I will say, I bet that I want to start a running tally um, when we do get guests um, between uh, DJ or band. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like everybody, uh, you know, coming up, I don't, what about you? Where, Where were you at? 
Oh, who who was yeah, I? DJ or band? I was a band. You were a band. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was band. DJ. Oh, so there we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, you stumble yeah. into it somehow, some way, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think we'll keep a running Granted, tally I was of that. Bad, but yeah, I was, yeah, but you I were was band. In a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I was a great DJ either, but I did have a, a, a circuit of 13 and 14 year old birthday parties that I was running. So mm-hmm. I was I was rolling things in Jackson, Tennessee, nice. with hyperactive <laughs> DJs back in the day. So, um, but anyways, we'll we'll get into all those things. Um, thanks everybody for listening. And um, I don't know anything. Take it on out. We're good. No. Yeah. Thanks again, and uh, we'll we'll see you on the other side. Cool. Thanks, thanks everybody.